Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to 10 Dollars And one same game parlay that I typically like to do, and this is kind of a shot at one player, is for Giannis Antetokounmpo to miss more than two free throws uh, in a game because he's usually not a very good free throw shooter. But that's kind of an example. But there's so many other opportunities um, and so many different parlays that you can actually uh, put into in different bets and things like that. I also like to put in you know, winning bets, you know, which team to win. That's, I usually like to do money line. Uh, That's the one that I normally go for, but you could do many different types of parlays. And if you want to do all this, you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas and 21 older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Devils versus the New York Rangers. Round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It doesn't get much better than that. What is going on, hockey fans? My name is Neil Villapiano. I'm the host of the Devil State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. And welcome to this live. You guys are checking this out live either on our YouTube channel, Hockey Podnet, or on the Devil State of Mind podcast Twitter at Devil State. We are live. We are going to be previewing the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. This matchup, another matchup of the Hudson River rivalry between the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. And joining me on this live preview, we are excited to welcome on three guys from the Rangers Ed podcast. We are joined by Little Ed, Cousin Ed, and the coach himself, Coach Ed. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? What's up, Neil? Thank thank you so much, buddy, for setting this up. We're really excited to talk a little uh, playoff hockey here. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, any Ranger fans out there, check out our podcast, man. Yes, please do. Make sure to check them out. They do a great job, tremendous content. They do an absolutely fantastic job. Andy, a.k.a. Front Row Productions, what up? He says, what up, Neil? What is going on, Andy? Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, wondering if you're going to be in AC at all, especially during these playoffs. You can throw some money down, considering your Washington Capitals did not make it this year. So now you have, <laughs> you have to cheer for some other team in the playoffs uh, this year. We got uh, Sophie Penns uh, saying, let's go Devils. All right, so we got at least one Devils fan in the chat. We thank everybody for uh, jumping in, and we'll probably get some more people as we go along. But let's kind of start with this, basically. So how did we get to this point? Well, let's start with the New York Rangers. The Rangers came in after last season, you know, going all the way to the conference finals and falling just short to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They come into this year with very high expectations. They got off to a pretty solid start. And then they made two massive trades at the deadline, first acquiring Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues, and then pulling off arguably the biggest and I'd say, honestly, easiest trade of the entire deadline, acquiring Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks for very little. And now the New York Rangers go into the first round against their hated rivals in the New Jersey Devils. And how did the Devils get here? Well, nobody expected the Devils to not only, I I think most people would say that they didn't expect the Devils to make the playoffs and certainly would not have the type of season that they did this year. Well over 100 points, new franchise record for that, new franchise record for wins in a season. Jack Hughes with an unbelievable year. Little Ed is not enjoying my (laughs) all right now. Keep going, keep going. So much, you know, VTech Manichek, first goalie other than Marty Broder to win 30 plus games in a season. Really strong defensive core, and just Lindy Ruff went from being, went from Devils fans cheering fire, Lindy to Devils fans cheering, sorry, Lindy, in a matter of days, a crazy 13-game winning streak. All of that just comes together for the Devils to finish third overall in the East in the NHL, third overall in the Eastern Conference, and will play, as I mentioned, the aforementioned New York Rangers in round number one. So let's kick things off with asking you guys one by one. Doesn't matter who goes first. Just overall, what are your thoughts of how the Rangers did uh, throughout the regular season? Little Ed, yeah, you start. 
Okay. Um, I think the obviously the biggest uh, thing that happened in the season is my boy Truba right here behind me. Shout out to Oscar Pro Stitch Hockey for the beautiful jerseys uh, behind me and Coach Ed. Um, but yeah, I think the turning point obviously was the big helmet throw. Things looked a little dark towards the, in the beginning of the season. Did not look like the Rangers were gonna come out uh, come out hot like we expected them to after the long uh, playoff run last year. And things looked a little ugly. And then they obviously turned it around big and had probably one of the highest winning percentages since that point in the entire league. And obviously finished where they finished at third. Um, came up short a little bit in the Metro, but it was a very tight race up until the end. Because? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, after last year reaching the Eastern Conference Finals, that was unexpected. You know, I kind of feel like the Rangers last year were in a position that the Devils are in this year. Uh, kind of ahead, ahead of schedule on most analysts' perspectives. You know, everyone could see the Devils are heading in this direction. It's a little early for most people, I think, to expect this. Um, and, you know, they were able to surprise a couple teams with, uh, you know, got lucky with some injuries with Crosby and some goaltending injuries and made a deep run, got some experience for the kids. So I think going into this season, you know, you never want to take a step back, right? So the, the plan was always to take another step, and there really isn't much more for the Rangers to take uh, other than a finals appearance and a Stanley cup championship. You can't go much further than the Easter conference finals. Right. So uh, I think it, like little Ed said, you know, it was a little disappointing earlier in the year. And we talked about it on our show, um, how the Rangers are kind of going through the motions waiting for this time of year. So I fully expect, you know, this team to take another uh, step in intensity now that we're in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a different, uh, different team, pretty much. I mean, look, the Rangers are, they have a lot of flaws that fans, you know, can point out when it comes to, you know, physicality and grit, but we do have, uh, you know, guys like Truba and Goudreau um, who are going to step up that intensity level in the playoffs. And I don't know if the Devils will be able to match it, but we'll see. Coach, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, for one, I'm pretty sure I did predict the Devils would make the playoffs this year. But we have we have to get you're the, Joe. You're the only get, one. <laughs> no, it was people talked about it. But uh, my big take on the whole thing, I mean, you could go up and down about the season. Uh, the Rangers did did look a little shaky to me more often than not, more often than you would like, I should say. But this so I to me, this whole playoff series is going to come down to what I always talk about, and that's puck management. If the, if the Rangers, uh, Lindy Ruff's been interviewed, and he said that we started from day one in training camp about puck management. If the Rangers don't have good puck management, they're going to be in for a long series. That's the bottom line. Uh, any playoff series, but they, they're prone to – last year they could have made it easier if they would have had better puck management, in my opinion, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're strong enough where that's all they need to do and the, with their goaltending and defense – I think they should have no problem. It's going to come down to how points, they do that. Yeah, I think all those points are very valid. And, I mean, obviously now, you know, just like with any team that's in the playoffs, now whatever happened in the regular season doesn't matter. Now it's about, you know, you need 16 wins to obviously win the Stanley Cup. We actually have a bunch of com comments that are already uh, flooding in. So, again, thank you to everybody who's coming in. As I mentioned before, Sophie is here. Jeff Nelson says, what's good, Neil and crew? Love all your perspective on the postseason. Appreciate it. Lauren, my good friend, who is also a diehard Anaheim Ducks fan, she is absolutely thrilled that Dallas Eakins has finally been fired after what seemed like a very long period of time. 
She also is clearly not a huge fan of James Dolan or Ernie <laughs> Marino, because I think Lauren is also an Angels fan. So there's that. Uh, and then Lori says, I'm sorry, Rangers fans. Okay. Okay. Not many people like James Dolan, Rangers fans either. Curtis CW's Wall. in here. Yeah, Curtis Wall. Shout out to Coach Ed saying the Schneider jersey is where it's at. Shout out to CW. Thanks for joining, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, nice. Sophie also asks Coach Ed a very, very interesting question. Do you have a Boston accent? <laughs> it's got to be know. a sarcastic question, I would imagine. Uh, potentially. I'm, you know, you never know. You never know. But that was that's By the way, Neil, by the way, Neil, I think I asked you the question. You were one of the ones that's saying Lindy Ruff wouldn't be back next year. This is true. This is true. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember that. Are you going to ask me that question again now that we're at this point in the season? Coach I mean, likes to bring up. He likes to bring up. Well, did you I'm ever a watch fan Colin of his. Howard? I'm a fan of his, and you guys, everybody's got a. He's the fifth winningest coach in NHL history. No, I understand that, but you gotta you gotta look at where the Devils were for two years when Lindy, but you know, before this year, and and it was it understandable that most Devils fans were not exactly keen on Lindy Ruff going into this year, and especially after the zero and two start to the season. But look how tough it is to teach. Zero and two. <laughs> I know. What are you, Yankees fans? Oh, too. It's fire the coach. He is. He is a Yankees fan. Oh my god! But you got to You have to understand. It's my one of my pet peeves. I don't understand how a hockey player can get to the NHL level and not be able to play the game. Let's call it defensively, and to teach these young kids, which they, which the Devils had a lot before they got Dougie Hamilton, and before they got. Meyer and before they got to Tar, yeah. to teach those kids to play that way is very difficult. A lot of teams are going through it. The Rangers included for the last three years. It's it's a process, and you got to trust it. And he finally got people to buy in. It's, it's I a think tough thing it, to do. And I, and we talked about it, um, you know, earlier the season before the season start. You know, Jack Hughes was the biggest defender of Lindy Ruff uh, after last season, and said he wanted him. Here he wanted him to stay, and I think Jack was kind of the first guy that really bought in to what Lindy was really trying to put down. And I think then that was a trickle effect, like you mentioned, Coach. Uh, just the rest of the team buying in. I think now at this point, everybody's bought in. Everybody understands the system that that Lindy Ruff wants to play, and the Devils throughout the season have really uh, taken that and uh, taken it in stride, which is uh, which is certainly an important reason as to why the Devils are in the position that they're in. My good buddy Jacob is in the chat, who's also the biggest Golden Knights fan I know. He says Rangers in six. That's his prediction. So there's that. He also says it doesn't matter because he's going to go with Vegas versus Boston or Hurricanes. You got to pick one or the other, Jacob. You can't do two Eastern Conference teams. Look up no matter <laughs> who we play, he believes Vegas is going to win the Cup. So that's wow. that's a oh. very unbiased opinion from uh, Jacob. He also believes the Lakers are winning the championship this year. So you can understand where he's coming from. Well, anyway, you know, we're not on a we're not on a basketball podcast here. So we are not that's on a basketball. For sure. Curtis also says, "Pretty sure my favorite quote of the podcast was cousin Ed saying how he couldn't wait to see Jack Hughes in the playoffs and get leveled. It was like in February. That was that was little Ed, <laughs> I think. I was, was probably Ed, it's probably all of us to be honest. Yeah, right? and that's good. once again gonna be my boy Truba. Get off the tracks. Oh God. I think after the last <laughs> I think after the last Devils Rangers matchup, I really I really hate Jacob Truba. I didn't hate him." Until the last last matchup, and then I'm like, okay, now I see why nobody likes the most it. recent game. Is that the what most recent about? game? Correct. Yeah. What happened? You got you got to go. I into think it was happened. it was one of those skirmishes behind the net 
in devil zone. And I think he grabbed, he grabbed somebody from behind and like, kind of like dragged them down for literally no reason. And I had an issue with that. And I guess I also had an issue with the fact that nobody really stood up to Truba in that moment. And that was pretty much that. So well, that was, gonna? that Little was going to that's probably what you're going to see once the, once the series actually gets underway. And I think that's going to be a big, uh, a big sticking point. I think that the biggest sticking point is the physicality because you have a, you have a Rangers team who's been there. You have a Rangers team that's in, in some degrees, very big place physical. There's no question about it. Plays the typical playoff hockey against the devil's team. That is very skilled, very fast. You know, that's really what, if you've listened to anybody talk about this team being interviewed, you know, coaches, the, the, the common denominator is speed is that this team is fast. And that's kind of the thing that's that stands out. And the Devils, you know, throughout the regular season have had a lot of success using that speed. You also have that month of December where they really struggled, especially against, you know, bigger competition, like when they played the Islanders, like when they played the Florida Panthers. They really struggled against teams that were big, physical, and also had very, very solid goaltending. And that's what the Rangers have going into this first-round matchup. So, you know, it's certainly going to be a – it's a really good challenge for this Devils team in their first – at least in this era, their first uh, playoff series for all for most of this team, most of these young guys. It's a really, really good stepping stone to see where they to see how they match up. Because again, while the Devils had a lot of success in the in the regular season against the Rangers, three zero and one, the reality is is that there is you know everything kind of gets put aside. Like I mentioned before, about once the playoffs start, none of that matters. It's all about how it's all about what happens when. You know, the, the series gets underway and how things go about. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think every game, no matter where it's played, it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be. And these two teams don't like each other. I think they've proven that. I think we are getting to that point where these two teams clearly don't like each other. I think they recognize the how big this rivalry is, but, you know, the Hudson River rivalry. And I think that I think it's going to be a show. I think it really is going to be the most exciting matchup of the first round of the playoffs. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, looking down yeah, the rest you know, of the matchups in the East, I think it's kind of not easy to predict, but uh, this one's going to definitely be the most back and forth, in my opinion. What are you going to say, yeah. Coach? Well, I was, I was going to – well, I think Tampa-Toronto, too. It's unfortunate that both well, of those series are on the same night. I wish Tampa-Toronto was alternate with the Rangers because that's one I really want to watch. But, um, you know, I was going to say, Neil, you know, you, you bring up the regular season. I keep hearing that from Devils fans. You know, I think in 94, Coach, remind me, because I was like eight, but the uh, the Rangers were 6-0 and against the Devils in 94 during the regular season or something like that, right? And then in the – Well, the Rangers, go to the, the Rangers were – they were a very good team that year. I don't remember the exact – every game. I don't have – They were undefeated in 94 against the Devils. Yeah, I think they were 6-0. and They were 6-0 and against the Devils. And then, you know, it takes a Mark Messier guarantee and a hat trick in game six to survive and double overtime in game seven – means nothing i don't care about the regular season at all at all uh it's a it's an entirely different game playoff hockey is just completely different than regular season so i just throw that out the out the door the only thing that it does is it gives the coaching staffs uh you know the ability to adjust and to plan right so they face the devils the devils have faced the rangers you know, both coaches, uh, coaching staffs are going to understand the strengths and weaknesses of the opponent, and you're going to see a different game. It's going to be different. You don't think that the Rangers coaching staff knows the Devils game is predicated on speed and transition? Of course they know that, right? So like Coach is saying, it's going to come down to puck management. They're going to play a different style 
to counteract that devil's speed. And if they don't, it's going to be a short series. I mean, that's the yeah. reality. So, yeah. Yeah. I think our, our buddy CW hit the comment that he just, can you bring that up again? Yeah, I'll bring it up again. Here you go. Yeah, I think that's obviously the huge thing. The De- uh, the Rangers definitely have to slow down the Devils. Uh, we were watching, or I was watching the FDNY-NYPD game uh, yesterday, and a very similar situation happened. FDNY came out flying. They went up 3 nothing very early on, and the final score was 6-5, I think, or 7-5 with an empty netter or something like that. So NYPD was a tougher team, a bigger team, a little bit of a slower team, but they were able to – kind of slow the game down and control the game and, and force it to be a game towards the end. So I think that's going to be kind of what the, you got to see with the Rangers and with the Devils. It's going to be very similar. I love it's, CW's comment there, by the way. He's 100% yeah. right. You know, that's yeah. how you counteract speed is you forecheck and control the puck in the offensive zone. And, you yep. know, if they can do that, the Devils won't have the puck. It's kind of – your speed doesn't mean that much, you know? Yeah. And Coach, well, that's what Coach we took from I was going to say that's where we took from the Islanders – the matchups we had against the Islanders was that they did a really good job on the four check and they didn't really stop us. They just slowed us down and really yeah. frustrated us by having really solid defense, like in front. And obviously Ilya Sorokin is a tremendous goaltender. And so this is a very similar type of matchup. You know, when you go into this playoff year is that Shesterkin, while he's had a very solid year, do not get me wrong, comparatively the last year. And I mean, you know, he had an unbelievable year last year. Once he gets into the playoffs, he's going to be locked and loaded. Like, that's really what it's going to be. He's going to have a, you know, very, very, you know, singular mindset of just like, I have to be solid in net. I know I haven't had a ton of success against the Devils, but I know that I can steal a couple of games here or there. And so that's why, from the Devils' perspective, it's really about just, in many ways, not only sticking to the game plan, especially if it's working, but also when it's not working, how do what are the adjustments? I think that's the biggest thing that Devils fans want to see from Lindy Ruff. What type of adjustments can the coaching staff make if the Devils are in the position where the the Rangers are doing a good job on the four check, their you know puck management is doing really solid? What can the Devils do if they're in a low scoring, drag it out type game, which you're going to get a lot of in the playoffs? And so, looking for the Devils' perspective. I know a lot of Devils fans, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm speaking for a lot of Devils fans. I know that a lot of people are saying that this was the matchup that most fans wanted because of the success in the regular season. But as Cousin Ed just mentioned before, and like I mentioned before, regular season doesn't mean anything once you get in the playoffs. And so it's a whole other animal. And so I mm-hmm. think for the Devils, they're going to have success. It's just a matter of how much success are they going to be able to generate against this Rangers team. Does experience become as big of a factor as people are talking about. That's going to be a question for me because people will say that experience is the most important thing, and I understand that. But also you have situations where you have upsets in the first round, and it's usually a team that doesn't have as much playoff experience. People are looking at the Colorado-Seattle series in the first round and saying Seattle could easily upset Colorado despite Colorado being the defending cup champs just based off of puck luck and obviously taking advantage of the opportunities when you're given, because you're only going to be given so many opportunities in a game and in a series that you have to take advantage of. And if you don't, it's going to make you pay. So I think that's really kind of one of the things. And I will say this from the devil's perspective, the devils are going into the playoffs with house money. Nobody expected them. A lot of people didn't expect them to get, get to the playoffs. And a lot of people certainly didn't expect them to be as high up as they are in the standings and, you know, how much success they had this year. And so if, I don't think the Devils are looking at it like cup or bust. It's very weird that people are putting the Devils as a cup contender when just last year they 
got the second overall pick in the draft. Um, but the Devils are kind of going into it with a lot of optimism. The only thing that Devils fans will say is that if they won this series and then got knocked out in the second round, they would be happy. Because I think the last thing the Devils fans want to do is go through several months of hearing um, Rangers fans bragging about beating us in the in the playoffs. But it's it's a challenge for the Devils. It's an absolutely phenomenal challenge. One that I'm very, very excited for because I think this is going to be a really awesome series between these two teams. Yeah, Coach, on the, Neil brings up a good point in the experience. You know, I'm curious, you know, you've seen more playoff runs than, than I have, not that I haven't seen my fair share. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are and how important that is. I mean, we saw last year with the Rangers, you know, the kid line was one of our more effective lines in, uh, in the playoffs, and they had no playoff experience. So do you think that's going to play a factor in this series? Well, the, the playoff experience isn't just for the one uh, – let's not just say that the kid line excelled because – like Neil was just saying, they're going into the playoffs with house money. If they don't do good, everybody says, oh, they're young kids. They don't know yet. Just like the Kraken, if they go in and they beat Colorado, they're going in. If they lose, either we lost to the cup, defending cup champs. But if Colorado's got the pressure on them right now, that's yeah, what every yeah. team that faced Vegas that year faced. And the Vegas just rolled over everybody because they went in saying, oh, if we lose, we lose. They just put everything on the line. So that's the hard part of playing a team without the experience because they have nothing to lose where the Rangers have more to lose because with the trades they made, with the experience they had last year, if they lose, it's more devastating to the fans. <laughs> and, uh... You can already tell the coach is like the star of this, of this, of this episode. <laughs> you can really tell He's that. the star of everything. Now you know oh, we yeah. feel. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, the, the experience means a lot. It's going to mean a, a lot with the intangibles, with preparing for the games. But um, it's not going to mean a do or die part of the series, in my opinion. You need it, but you need the guys to play the game the way it's supposed to be right. played. That's where the experience is going to come in. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think that – yeah, go ahead, little Ed, go. No, it's okay. Uh we're probably going to say the same thing. I think it's more of like an immediate, like a personal experience, like players like Panarin, he's going to know, like it already started to show towards the end of the regular season, his puck management and how that started to improve. He wasn't giving the puck away as much. He was getting the puck deep instead of trying to make the pass across ice, things like that. So I think like the immediate experience, like last year, he's going to think on, like I could have done a lot things a lot differently in the playoffs against the Penguins, against the Hurricanes and blah, right. blah, blah. So I think it's going to, on a more personal level, I think the experience is going to matter a lot. Whereas yeah. like Jack Hughes, a player like Jack Hughes, he might just keep trying to do the same thing he's been trying all season because it was working and he doesn't really know what's going to work and what's not going to work in the playoffs necessarily. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know I always pick on him, but obviously he's your star. And uh, I mean, it's just like little things like that, I think. Yeah. And then obviously like Goudreau with the experience and like going into the locker room and, and just saying like, oh, guys, when I won back in Tampa, we were down three games to two. And this is what we had to do to change the momentum. Like just like little little things yeah. like that, you know, like just here and there. Overall, the big picture, I don't think it really matters. Like like we've been saying, there could be an upset here and there. Obviously, the Devils are most likely going to win at least one game. All Ranger fans on this show can admit that. So there's going to be ups and downs of the series. It's just a matter of how you're able to bounce back. And that's where the experience is really going to come into a factor because the Rangers had a horrible time last year in the playoffs. Nothing was easy, you know, yeah. so they're going to that battling that adversity is obviously where the experience really comes into play. 
Yeah. I think that's a good point. I mean, cause did you have any things you wanted to add to that or no, that's, that's, that's that's pretty much what I was going to say. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the moments during the series where you have, where you have the guys with experience, right? That's there's moments during the series where you're going to need to lean on guys who have playoff experience as a unit, you know, as a Mm -hmm. team. Uh, Jack Hughes isn't going to be the one to speak up when the Devils face adversity in the series. It's not going to be right. him. Who's it? Who's it going to be for you guys? Well, you that's guys, right? you know, that was one of the big reasons we got Andre Pilat. I think we, we got not Pilat. only did we exactly because we got Pilat. Um, you know, Eric Hollis had a bunch of playoff experience, especially when he was with Vegas. You know, he helped them get to the Cup final in their first year. Um, yeah. You have Dougie Hamilton, who's played in the playoffs a bunch. No, uh, no. You, you have different guys like that. <laughs> I'm literally just Neil. 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 Let me just say. Neil. Let me just say this. If I'm I'm the Rangers coach, my whole, my whole playoff series is dumping into Hamilton's corner and just and run him and run. That's it. Take two minutes. I don't give a crap. Just take two (laughs) minutes, and every time he touches the puck after that, he's gonna. Like a hot potato. No, nah, we're not trying to hurt anybody, but yeah, what do you, what coach is I'm not referring saying to? Hurt is that, him, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. hit him. No, I, I know, but what coach is referring to is that when he was uh, against the Capitals, remember when Ovechkin went in to hit right. him on the four check and he literally jumped out of the way and got out of the way. I think Ovechkin got the puck and the Capitals scored. It was a big mm-hmm. goal in the, in the yeah. series. So that's what coach is referring to when they were playing, when he was on Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to obviously be, be, be a big factor. And that's what CW it said, will. get pucks behind them and four check. And that's, I, think that's one gonna thing, I was going to say one thing to keep an eye on, especially in game one, look at the first two minutes of the game and just see how both teams react. Just first two minutes, because I think that's going to be a, a really kind of the first sign of how the series is going to go. You know, if, if the Rangers are coming out being, you know, you know, very physical right away, then it's like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And at the end of the day, from the Devils' perspective, Lindy Ruff can only say so much. It's all about for these players, they have to go into it and experience it. And the thing and the pressure for them is that the series starts at home. It's going to be at the Rock. It's going to be with a raucous crowd. It's going to... There's going to be that pressure, especially starting the series off in New Jersey. And there's a lot of expectations. All of a sudden, this team has a ton of expectations, more than they were, more than they had when the season began. And it's going to be about how does this team face adversity? How do they face a challenge like this? They got somewhat of an experience of that when they played Boston a week and change ago and only lost two to one. And a lot of us came away from that saying the Devils didn't play their best game. And they were right there with Boston, arguably the best team in the NHL. So, and then that's a little bit of experience. And I will even argue to say the closest experience the Devils got in terms of facing the Rangers this year for, for the playoffs was the last game of the regular season between these two teams when it was two to one. It was a very, very, you know, back and forth type game. Both teams had some really good chances. It was a low scoring game. The Devils definitely at times are not the best when it comes to low scoring games, but they have to find a way to win these games. And the, the biggest question is going to be Vitek Vanacek. I don't think there's any other – I think that's the guy, other than Jack Hughes, you're going to look at a lot and say, how is he going to, going to perform? Because in the short time the VTEC has been in the playoffs, hasn't done very well. And this is obviously you know a new team for him. This has been a phenomenal year for him. He's played more games than he's played in his entire career. Um, you know, in terms of a season. And now he gets this, now he gets the chance to, you know, help lead a Devils team into what they hope to be a long playoff run. And I think that if VTech can continue to play in the form that he's been playing of late in his last five, six starts, 
then he's going to give the Devils a really good chance to steal a game or two, and you know, especially on the road, and it's going to be really important. Uh, Seawall wanted to ask me this question. He said, how do you see the Devils countering the deep bench on the Rangers? Rangers' third line is almost a 1A line. I, the third line is the kid line, correct? Is that what he's referring to? What would you say? Is yeah. the third line the kid line? Is that what yes, he's referring to? Yes, most likely to? that's what he's wanted, referring to, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Um, well, here's the thing. For people who have not watched the Devils a, a lot throughout the year, the Devils also have a lot of depth. Timo Meyer's been playing on the third line because he's had that much success on the third line. So he's had a lot of favorable matchups playing with Eric Halla and Jesper Boquist. And then we have a pretty solid physical fourth line of guys like Nate Bastion, Miles Wood. We acquired Curtis Lazar at the trade deadline. You know, big body guys and guys that are going to be what we hope to be tempo setters. Guys that are going to send a message early on. I wouldn't be shocked if Lindy put them out there to start the game just to kind of get that level of anxiousness out of the way because clearly the devils are the devils in particular are going to be anxious when the game starts right away they're going to be anxious and i think having I think that line like are. that both teams are but i think the devils a little bit more because yeah. like we mentioned haven't been in the playoffs in over in, in 5 years so this is a whole new territory for them um but i think the devils can counter counteract that they've had success before um, they did a good job in the last game with the kid line, although the kid line in the third period definitely kind of woke up and probably created the best of the chances for the Rangers in that third period. But I think the Devils can match that depth with the depth that they have. And I think another thing is going to be this the Devils, Lindy Ruff tends at times to go 11 forward, seven defensemen to be a more defensive team, which I, which to me takes away from the identity of this team. I don't know if he's going to do that against this Rangers team. I don't know if that's his plan. doesn't sound like it, um, but I think that it's definitely possible in terms of depth. You added Luke Hughes, who's bigger, a little bit stronger than what Jack is right now, and Luke's only 18, 19 years of age right now. Uh, you have a guy like Brendan Smith who he takes a penalty every game, but he still plays relatively <laughs> defense. Um, you know, you have a big guy like Kevin Ball, again, Another inexperienced player overall, but still, you know, big Ryan Graves as well. Um, so, again, like I mentioned before, it's going to be a challenge, but I think the Devils do have depth that they can match it. Not completely, but I think that they can match it in different ways that they can create a line that could be its most productive. And one thing that also uh, Jacob mentioned, because he said Devils need a better backup goalie. That was a big question towards the end of the season with Mackenzie Blackwood not playing well, Akira Schmidt having a pretty good year. Lindy Ruff said yesterday at practice that the Devils are going to go with three goaltenders on the roster to start the playoffs. So, you know, I, you're hoping that you don't have to go to your backup at some point, but in most playoff years, you kind of tend to do that at least once, um, you know, because of different circumstances. So that's going to be a big question mark. VTech's going to be one of the top two biggest question marks. And look, I can't really answer a whole lot because, again, experience does – play a factor and it's just going to be about this devil's team has to learn and whether they win the series or not, it's going to be a learning experience for them moving forward. And it's going to be, can they withstand a seven game series with this Rangers team? And I think the devils have proven to me that they could beat just about anybody that they want to. People have asked me, how far can this devil's team go? And I've said it verbatim. They could go as far as they want to go. If they firmly believe that they can go, all the way to the cup final, then they can do that because they have generated a lot of success. 
That's the way I look at it. But it starts with game one on Tuesday at home against the Rangers. And you got to set a good tempo right away. You've got to send a message right away that you're here, you're ready to go, and you're ready for this battle because it's going to be a battle. Yeah, I think, Coach, uh, you know, you talked about dumping it into Dougie Hamilton's corner and going to hit him, right? And and Neil, you make good arguments for the Devils. You know, it, listening to you, I got to say, you you really do. Like, I start to you're believe stressing me out a little, bit. a little bit. Yeah, you're yeah I'm like, you know out. what? Like, the Devils are a powerhouse. I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. when when you but then i I stop for a second and i just think you know who do they got on the right side right i've been seeing a lot of these posts and you know do the devils have the best right side d in the league you know damon severson john marino okay uh, okay i'm not going to defend damon severson i'm just going to see these posts no but (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying don't bring up damon severson please please all and all i can think back to is last year number one the dougie hamilton play that coach was referring to in little you're gonna talk about john marino last year in the first round number two john marino first shift for alexi lafreniere against pittsburgh john puck goes into john marino's corner and lafreniere Hits the gla- I don't even remember if he hit him or not, but he hit the glass so hard right next to Marino. The guard, you know, it was shaking. The arena was shaking and, and the crowd was in. The, the Rangers need to pummel the Devils defense because it's just not. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, who's your big defenseman as far as physicality? Ryan Graves? I think it would be Ryan, the biggest. It's, it's going to be it's going to be Ryan Graves. It's going to be Graves and then like secondary, but not like close wise is going to be like Jonas Siegel, but that's two guys on the left side, like you mentioned. And I think so, so we got to get them talking, early. You were, talking about on the, you were talking about on the right side, what a lot of people are saying, and I'm not defending it anyway, but what I've seen is that they're talking about it just from the offensive perspective. And again, I'll even take Marino, Fox Trouba and Schneider over those three any day. Just saying. I think most, I think most people would. Just <laughs> And this is coming well, from a guy who covers the Devils for a living. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call it like it is. But, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely some really good mismatches in this series. Like, there's there's just things that are like – they're just really good storylines as well. I think that's kind of what hockey fans in general want. They want good storyline. And I'm sure the NHL over the last two weeks was stressing out about where the Devils and Rangers really going to play in the first round because there was uncertainty about it. There was – there was a story, especially because Carolina decided to make things interesting at the end of the season in terms of who was going to win a division. They really, they really limped into the playoffs. If if I'm going to call it like it is, they really limped in. So that that'll be something to uh, understand. But I, like I said before, I'm just very much looking forward to the challenge. That's kind of the big thing to me. Like I, people have said to me, "How confident are you going into the series?" I said. Several times, I'm cautiously optimistic because I respect the Rangers a lot. I respect their talent. I think Mika Zibanejad is one of the most underrated players in the league and does not get enough credit for how good he really is as a player. Um, I think Chris Carter, as much as he might be not the nicest person to people, is a hell of a player. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you know, you got Adam Fox, who's phenomenal defenseman. Igor Shesterkin. Wait, Kreider's who, not a nice person? Who says that? <laughs> okay. Like, so the story. Yeah, oh, like, I will tell you. I will tell you a very good like, story. And this was guys on the team. This was a couple of years ago. But my friend, who's a Rangers fan, she she was like waiting for like the players, and like she asked Chris Kreider for like an autograph, and he like completely like blew her off and just kept walking down the tunnel. 
Wow. And so, like, that was the overall, like, like perception that people had of Kreider, <laughs> that he was, like, a jerk or whatever. What, langu- what language did she say it in? He speaks, like, nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> Broken English, maybe? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But I also uh, wanted yeah. to show this comment really quick. Okay. No, okay. I'm not really looking forward to PK Sluban coverage. I know Coach Ed is waiting for Sam and Joe to be all ramped up. <laughs> yes, we got word today that MSU is going to be covering games one, two, and four, right, Cuz, you said? Mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, well, they're yeah, going to cover good. the whole first round, except as of now, game three is an exclusive. Three. Game three yeah. is exclusively ESPN slash ABC. That's what they right. say. Yeah. Right, so, so we'll see if there is a game five, six, and seven, which I think there will be. Um, yeah. So, um, Neil, I had a question for you. You keep on talking about the referring to the crowd um, in both arenas. Sure. Um, I want to know what the the buzz is around like the Devils' world. I mean, obviously during the regular season, it was mostly Ranger fans at the Rock. So, do you, you foresee that happening? What do you think the percentage is going to be? Because I think it's yeah. going to be still like sixty forty Rangers from what I, I think hear, it'll be Devils. much more. I, I think honestly it'll be much more fifty fifty. I really do I so. because I think. Oh yeah, because I know Devils fans that were raring and ready to go for weeks, waiting for you know us to officially clinch. And it didn't matter who we played in the playoffs. Like we were gonna, we're gonna come out, we're gonna be ready to go. And look, I get it. Like it's cheaper to buy tickets to go see the Rangers at the Rock than it is an MSG. Totally understand that. So I and there's a lot of Rangers fans that live in New Jersey. I I get that. So I know yeah. it's going to be like that. It was. The most even I've ever seen it, you know, with Devils and Rangers fans, the most even I ever saw was that last regular season game a couple weeks ago. It was like that was that was one of the times where it was pretty even in terms of Devils and Rangers fans, you know, a balance. I think you're going to see that a lot, especially at The Rock. You're going to see a lot of loud, very loud and clear let's go Devils chants, but I also think you'll hear a lot of very loud and clear let's go Rangers chants. You don't think they're going to fill up the garden too, though? No Devils fans? What, you talking about the devil? Are you talking about the Devils fans? No. I think so. Yeah, okay. I think I, there'll, I think be a, there'll be a decent amount, but not, No, I think there's going to be 50, a good 50. amount. I think that if you've ever seen if you've ever seen, you know, a soccer game where there's a bunch of fans and then there's that one group that's just all standing together. Yes. Yes. That's what you'll exactly probably that's what you'll probably see, honestly. That's what you'll probably see. Um, that's hilarious. I, I think that's let's really – it, Let's just make the it fan clear. Club. I've never seen a soccer game. <laughs> the fan club in the back. The, fan, the, the supporters. Drums. The supporters. Cousin that, that's, that's, that lives in Miami, so we've seen plenty of those. Well, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah, wild. that's – Soccer kind games of, are fun, man. They're a lot of fun. I, I could have – I want to go go to one. It's definitely a bucket list thing. Uh, Dennis says, don't forget Severson scored the overtime against the Rangers. He did. Um, so he does have some value from an offensive perspective. Because I've said yeah. before about Damon Severson, one minute he does that, the next minute he shoots the puck into his own net. So it's a love-hate relationship with a guy that probably won't be back on the team next year, but you know, we'll see. Uh and then Gore says the only highlight of his season then. Awesome. <laughs> I can't really argue that though. I can't really argue that one. So like that that's Shut fair. Up. Neil, shout out to Gaza. He's watching from England, Birmingham. Oh, England. appreciate it. God. Wow, it is really late for you, my friend. Well, thank you so much for hanging out yeah. with us. Ian's insight says, let's go Devils. So we do have at least some Devils fans because I feel like it was mostly just Rangers fans tonight. Jeez, I was like, I get no, I'm getting no support tonight. Gaza says Rangers in six. That's You'll his get prediction. my prediction soon, Gaza. Right. I we will get to the prediction soon. The real decision maker. Do the Devils have a good national anthem singer? Yes, we do. Her name is Arlette. Okay, Seawall. We want to go down that route. All right. Well, her name is Arlette. 
and she is phenomenal. So my advice to you, if you get a chance, if they show it on TV, listen to Arlette. She's dynamite. I understand the Rangers have a very, very good uh, anthem singer. Do not get me wrong. But the Devils also have that too. So just, you know. Little inside joke, Neil. Uh, Coach had said that in the beginning of this. No, last season, right? That the Rangers. No, he said that in the beginning of our podcast. It was like episode three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the he Rangers said, needed to solidify their <laughs> national anthem singers. So now it's been a joke with our fans since then. Fair enough. And finally, enough. we got John Brancy. Hopefully, he found a home for the playoffs. I was going to yeah, say, Jeff we, actually has we, a question. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead, Coach. When we met Reader that time, he agreed. Remember at the Garden? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. he goes, he go. gets the crowd going. So, you know. Bring that question up. I think. Uh, yeah, Jeff Nelson says. Can, did you New York fans like the addition of Tara Sang? I don't know why I'm laughing at the way he says, do you New York fans like the addition of Tarasenko? Will hey, he stay in New York sign- fans, you like Tarasenko? Yeah, right. Do <laughs> you think he'll stay and sign a, sign a deal after this season with the Rangers? All right, so part one of that question, uh, yes, I've wanted Tarasenko as a Ranger since he was a prospect. They should have drafted him. Uh, we all know the Dylan McElrath <laughs> crap that happened and didn't take Tarasenko, but – Alas, uh, they finally get him this year. And I got to say, I mean, you know, the guy's his nickname is Tank and he plays that way. I've, I think he's been playing great. Uh, you know, his points, uh, obviously, he's not a point per game or anything like that, but he's got like eight or 10 goals. Uh, you know, he, he shoots the puck. It's what the Rangers have been missing. They have too many guys that pass. Even their 40 goal scorer uh, is one of the most unselfish players in the league. Overpasses, Panarin overpasses, Fox overpasses. Now they got Kane, he overpasses. Who's going to shoot? Someone's got to shoot, you know? So I think Tarasenko's fit in well with that. He's got a couple of nice goals this year, just on the rush, getting the puck and shooting it from the circles. You know, that you need a threat like that in the playoffs. Last year we had that with Vetrano on a smaller scale. So I think this that's an improvement uh, with Tarasenko. Will he sign? I mean, it depends. What's the salary cap going to be, right? Is it going to go up $1 million? Is it going to go up 5 Is it going to go up 3 it, What does he want to do? This is probably, you know, he's what, 31. This is his last shot, I think, at a, you know, another contract in his career. Um, he had the shoulder injuries. He, mm-hmm. He's shown that he's healthy. You know, if somebody offers him a six million, six and a half million a year or more, no, I don't think the Rangers will match that. I, th- I don't think they'll be able to. Um, but if, you know, if he's willing to take a three or four year deal around, you know, four million uh, and the cap goes up enough, where the Rangers could squeeze that in, I'm pretty sure they'll want him back. I don't know. I mean, coach, coach is going to say you bring him back and do whatever you got to do, coach. You, you'll trade Heedle to keep Tarasenko, right? Without a doubt, I'm, I'm Kenny Danico style. <laughs> I remember last, I remember last year at the trade deadline, Danico sit on NHL Network. We got to get this guy. I don't know about the cap. Just get it done. Whatever has to be done. So. <laughs> That's a good way to look I'm at old, it. That's... I'm old school, like Kenny Danico. I like. Yeah. I like when he. I like listening yeah. to him, and uh, I love this guy. I love. Like I didn't know nearly as much as cousin Eddie about him, but I watch him game in and game out. I love the way he plays. His his interaction, his physicality, the little things he does to get pucks out of the zone. To make pass, it's to me, he's a complete player. 
yeah. The biggest thing, I, I, the biggest thing that sticks out for me is his his help out like on the bench. He's always teaching. He's always showing yeah. things on the iPad to the young guys, even to Zabanajad, to Kane, everybody. He's constantly talking on the bench, and I can imagine that's only happening even more in the locker room and stuff. And he's got the cup. He's got that experience we were talking about earlier. Um, so that really that really impresses me, and I, I think that's an, a big reason why they would want to him to stick around is because he's already made such an impression clearly and uh i think like we talked about also with panarin i think panarin kind of snapped out of it too when tarasenko came over panarin was like oh crap i gotta i gotta play a little tougher i gotta play a little harder make the right decisions yeah. otherwise tarasenko's gonna be on my ass and that guy's huge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know so you know, i think that we talked about that in a big yeah that, we talked about that on an episode i think cousin yeah. brought it up that he definitely made a huge impact on uh on panarin yeah, and, and God says, Tarasenko, I'm happy that he was traded to the Rangers. I think most Rangers fans would would certainly agree with that. Shano says, from what I've heard, the salary cap is only going up by a million. That is, uh, I think that's been pretty much confirmed considering circumstances. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much well, they're waiting. They're waiting on, uh, last I saw that Bettman came out and said it was only going to go up one mil. Uh, but right. you know, th- these things change. They have to wait to see what the hockey related revenue is at the end of the right. playoffs. And then it's a negotiation, right? I mean, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't especially expect it Valley to jump sports. a lot, especially with Valley Sports having problems. So you know, it's yeah, that was that was a bad thing for the cap. But I mean, look, if yeah. it only goes up a mil, then Tarasenko won't be back. There's no way. Fair enough. So they're not going to be able to fit him. Because <laughs> it says, "Careful if you come to England for a soccer match." Yeah, I've been told. <laughs> Might have been to have told. a Rangers at uh, trip to England. There you go. Ian says, I'm going to the game on Tuesday. Can't wait. Let's let's up and go Devils. Awesome, Ian. Enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy yourself. He also says, I have a feeling VTech is going to pop up this playoffs. I think that's a big thing for the Devils. I think if, you know, everybody said it last year, if the Devils just have competent goaltending, they'll be fine. Well, they got very competent goaltending this season from VTech Vanacek. And look, like, has it been completely solidified? It's tough to say because VTech also went through a stretch even when the Devils were still winning games where he was not completely on his game. He was not completely playing 100% the way he was. And talking to Capitals fans, they said that at this time of the year is when VTech usually tends to struggle. And because especially when he gets a heavier workload. And so now he's getting his heaviest workload. He's the number one guy. He's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And can he, you know, he played very well the last handful of games going into the playoffs. So that is a positive. Can he do that more consistently once the playoffs start? Again, question mark. It's unfortunate with the Devils. There's just a lot of question marks that are going to be answered over the next couple of, over the next two weeks or so of these, uh, you know, with this playoff series against the Rangers. That will be, that this whole series will be the way to answer a lot of those questions. Then it says that the VTech, because VTech likes to talk in third person, um, is on a mission. I really don't understand why he <laughs> likes to talk in third person. I oh, he actually wonder. does that? Well, he said one time, he was interviewed and he said, I'm very happy for the VTech because he played well. And I'm like, okay. Oh, man. I was like, okay, we have we have a character on this team. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, look, you as a Devils fan, I mean, you, you guys, I'm seeing the comments here. And, you know, there's a lot of love for Vitek Vanacek. And I get it. The Devils have been searching for a goalie for a long time. And he had a very I know you were shaking season. your head before, Cuz, by the way. I saw I just, I'm, just Vitek, not, like, I'm just not a, a huge, like, believer in Vitek Vanacek. It has nothing to do with him being a devil. I mean, 
you know, you just look at his numbers and you, you can't just look at raw numbers for goaltenders, right? He's got, he's got right. the win. He's got the save. I look at goal save above expected. That's the number one stat I look at when I look at a goaltender. And the reason is that because you have to make, you have to level out all the playing field and see, mm -hmm. okay, how many goals is this goalie actually saving over an average, you know, NHL goaltender? And Vanacek right. had a pretty good year, 14th in the NHL per evolving hockey, 13.28 goals saved above expected. Igor Shosturkin, who everyone's saying had an off year, 27.84 goals saved above expected, almost double, more than double of what Vanacek had. So I, I think he had an off year comparatively huge, to last year. I well, okay, he had a, he had an all time but season last year. That's what I'm saying. You know, he almost had a nine forty save. Well, I'm just I'm just saying if you look at VTech versus Igor. That is a check, a huge check mark in the Rangers column. That doesn't mean that's how it's going to play out. Vitek, we know how goalies are in the play. Vitek could go off, and Igor could drop a dud, and it's a, a quick series, right? But I think going in, that is the one area where I'm like, we got that. You know, goaltending is in our, our corner, right, Little Ed? I mean, you'd agree with that. Yeah, you can't argue those those numbers that you brought up, and you can't argue. I mean, I Igor struggled last year in the playoffs also. I mean, Ranger fans, you look thinking back. The Penguins yeah. fans were chanting his name in Pittsburgh. It was getting real ugly to us. We thought that they were going to have to bring in Georgie as a backup or whatever. It started to get real ugly. We were wondering what the hell happened to him after the Vezina season. And then all of a sudden he bounced back and he was right back to where he was. So, yeah, he could just throw up a dud. The pressure could get to him too. I mean, these guys are humans. But, I mean, the important thing is I think we have the confidence that he is going to bounce back no matter what happens. And no matter what, I don't think the series is going to end just because he throws up one bad game. What do we got here? Can we all agree, my good buddy Donnell, can we all agree that all three teams in the New York Metropolitan Area made the playoffs, Rangers, Devils, Islanders, since 06, 07? I mean, no, as Danelle, a Devils no. fan, I'm happy. <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure. But Dennis says, is Luke definitely playing? I'll answer the first part of the question. It is 50-50. It all depends. He's going to be with the team. That doesn't mean he's going to play. It all depends on the situation. That's the way that... Lindy Ruff has put it. And then he says, is Akira the backup for Vitek Vanacek? Again, Lindy Ruff said they were going three goaltenders. My opinion, he's probably the backup because Blackwood has really struggled this entire year, struggled the last two years, honestly. And I think that the Devils play better when Akira's in net. He was a big reason that we came back in the last game of the regular season against Washington. We were down 4-1 to when he came in. He stopped all 20 shots that he faced. And we won the game in overtime. I mean, that's yeah, you a gotta, big difference. You got to go with him as a backup. I agree. Right. Exactly. That's the way that we look at it. And then Kim Palat shows signs of life. This is the reason. This time of the year is why the Devils signed Palat, based off of what he's done over the last couple of years. And these three gentlemen <laughs> right here know exactly what I'm talking about because they experienced it last we year. Did. Like, yeah. that is why they signed Palat for this moment. Not the regular season, but for now. And we'll see. This is the the hope is, is that he does. Um Scores big goals, Palat. He just has he a knack for that one-one game. You know, ten minutes left in the third, and he gets some garbage goal, and it's annoying. <laughs> but you very... can, I think Devils fans will be happy with him in the playoffs for sure. Uh, Gaza said, "I forgot to say, Neil, that I have Monday off as I had booked the day off from work, and I was watching the Elite League Hockey playoffs from England on my TV. Very cool, very cool awesome, indeed. Guys. And to Sean, watch our show." Dude, Sean, Sean, is, Sean is a Predators fan, and he goes, Saros casually leading all goalies in GSAA. Yeah, but they're not in the playoffs. 
so like I think Sor- I think it's Sorokin actually. Uh, Soros is right there though. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I got to double check that. Fair enough. But yeah, Fair Soros enough. is a stud, man. He's a stud. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with him in the off season. There's a lot of question marks. Not with him per se, but just is he going to stay in Nashville after this season? So we'll we'll. Hey, maybe you can we'll trade Vitek Vanacek for him. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. But we're kind of coming up on um on the hour here. And uh, again, thank you all so much for jumping on, interacting. This has been so much fun. And to kind of wrap this up, I think it's only fitting that it's time for our official predictions. And so, with that being said, Coach, I want you to go first. Give me your prediction. What? Who's winning the series? That's it? Yeah, and how many games? And, uh, games. and also, And also, who's your X-Factor? I'm going to say Rangers well? and six. And who's your X-Factor? Yep, I second that. Coach Ed and I should be at game six, so I think it's going to be uh, the clinching game when we're at the Garden. Okay. Coach, your X Factor, he asked you. Oh, that, that – What's my X Factor? My yeah, X you're, Factor you're, is – your X Factor? I think you skipped there, Neil. I think we lost you for a second. Oh, oh okay, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. The X Factor, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Tarasenko is going to have a big series. I'm going with my right. boy Tarasenko. Nice. Little Edward, how you? you? What would you say? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go Rangers in six, like I just said. Coach Ed and I should be at game six if all goes according to plan, and I think that'll be the clinching game. Um, and I think the X factor is going to be showtime. I think uh, he, he it took him a while to get settled in where he want where he wants to be, and I think uh, his his time's really going to shine. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I've never emotionally recovered. Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's really going to come out in the playoffs. I think this is his time, and. Uh, like I said, we haven't seen the Patrick Kane that is Patrick Kane in the past. I mean, three cups, got the pedigree, and he's going to step up huge, I think. For all the hoops you jumped through, you didn't give <laughs> <CW>. up <much. laughs> The hoops? Okay. What, the third-round pick we had to give up? Yeah, yeah you jumped through a lot of hoops for that third-round pick. <laughs> no, no, we did jump guy, through hoops. Right. Playing with he's right. defensemen, we did a lot of, I know. A lot of stuff. Yeah, 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 really, yeah. That's right. We played short, like five games. Um, the Islanders almost caught up to us. It was a little, a little scary for a week or so. It was, it was. It was all, it was all according to plan, though. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Rangers in seven. Um, wow. Because nothing, nothing ever is easy with this team, and uh, you know, I just think it's gonna be a back and forth series. You know, it's gonna be you know one zero, two one, three two. Game seven. So that's what I think. And I think my X factor, uh, I'm torn between two, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the kid line. You know, I think um, the enthusiasm of that line, you know, these are three first round picks, uh, two top two picks guys that have been, you know, people around the league who don't watch the Rangers have been crapping on these guys as underperformers. They don't understand the context of their usage and they just don't understand it, but they got a ton of enthusiasm. All three of them are playing with a ton of confidence and I just think that is the one line the Rangers have that will forecheck the opponent into submission. And I think other than the fourth line, but they can do it with skill. So I think that the puck control and when the rain, when the momentum and the devils are pushing the play and then you put that line out there, it's going to be a huge, huge issue. <laughs> so I love Gaza. I, I, think, I think we can all agree on this. I think the kid line is the X factor. Neil, go ahead. Pick the devils now. And then, uh, tell us your X factor. 
Well, you know, like I said before, I'm costly optimistic. I respect the Rangers a lot. Um, I do think that home ice advantage is a very important thing. And obviously it's not, it's not always a decisive factor, but you know, and you know, many series it ends up being. And so with that being said, I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils to win in seven games. I think it's going to go the distance. I think both of these teams are going to have big moments. I think, and I think at the end of the day, I think the Devils are going to find a way to get that little extra push. And the guy who's going to give them the little extra push is the same guy that was giving this, these three gentlemen nightmares last year. And that is Andre Pilat. I think Pilat mm. is probably the most excited of anybody to play the Rangers again in the playoffs. He understands, you know, he played against most of this team last year. He understands what the, the Lightning had to go through, especially in adversity. I mean, they were, they looked like, you know, in the third period of game three last year in the conference final, they looked dead in the water. It looked like it was a wrap. And, Don't remind you know, me, all right? You know, <laughs> and then Pilat and the Lightning were able to uh, strike, no pun intended, uh, and they were able to uh, find a way to uh, get past get past the Rangers. But I do think it'll it'll go the distance, and uh, I think the guys in red and black are going to find a way to come out victorious in their first major playoff series win in a in well over a decade. So you know, it's Neil, be- I think. You know what else? I just want to add this. I'm sorry, but uh, I think another key to the series, not necessarily an X factor, is going to be the Devils staying out of the box. Because I think if the Devils keep it at five on five, I think that they have enough speed to really wear the Rangers down over the course of a game. But if they start taking penalties, uh, the Rangers have one, they have two elite power play units, right? You know, and and that can. That can really be a difference in the series too. I'm sure Coach would agree. Stay out of Devils need to stay out of the box to win this series. I have one other little uh, nugget. One ax. One ax factor. What about even strength in overtime? The Devils are very good at three on three in overtime. Where I would say they might have, you know, I wouldn't say an advantage, but a scarier look. Five five on five overtime. Sudden death is a little different. I think I think so Devils fans be, just have. Go ahead, Coach. Sorry. That could be a little interesting if there's a couple of overtime games. I would be, I would like to see something. You know, I don't want oh, to see it. You know there it. will be. I don't want to see it, Probably but every game. It's going to be interesting to see. Every game's overtime. Yeah, it's going to be double, triple overtime. Yeah, why not? Turned over on offside calls and all kinds of Right, and the, rest, and the rest of the Eastern Conference just looks and says, well, I mean, they're going to be dog-tired by the time they get to us. Exactly, so exactly. We'll be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, keep playing every series that goes – Goes the distance. Um, I think the Devils are also just happy we don't have to play in the shootout the rest of the year. I think we can all. I think I can really go to bed at ease knowing that I don't have to see my team somewhat try to sh- score a shootout goal because, God, this team is the worst in the NHL in terms of in terms of shootout. Um, Curtis Seawall says <laughs> he's no triple overtime in Game One. No promises. No promises yeah, was, at all. That was awful. That was the funniest was thing. I remember last year because I, I did a live watch along of game one. It was the funniest thing. It was like, this game will never end. Oh, my this God. This game will not end. It was the yeah, funniest game. Yeah, that was the game Kako scored, and they took it away at the end right. of the third. Right? And it went yep. three OTs. I think so the Rangers lead the league. I think the Rangers lead the league in other teams challenging goals and taking them away. <laughs> okay. Well, if the devil's get a goal, if if the devil's get a goal taken away, I cannot guarantee that we won't throw stuff on the ice again. I don't think I can guarantee that they may not happen. You know, we'll see. So we'll see. We'll see well, how look, it goes. I hope, it, I hope it's a good series, Neil. I, I oh, as much as be, I want to, 
I want to sweep you guys, but I hope that, you know, as fans, we all get to really enjoy the series and it's, it's, it's well refed and, you know, you just want it to be well refed and hard played and just hope that you don't want the refs to get involved one way or the other. You just want them to kind of stay back and just let the guys play the way that they want to play. Um, we had a couple um, predictions from people in the chat. Uh, guys are going Rangers in six, so he's kind of on par. You guys, Sean's going Rangers in seven, so Cousin Eddie's on your on board with you, Rangers in six. So I'm really not enjoying this so far. Uh, <laughs> and he says he has the Devils wow. in six. So that's Devils that's definitely a bold take. So finishing the series in the Garden, that would be something. That would be something if that ends up being the case. Devils have won a game in the Garden. Um, I think the Devils still, are the favorites. I don't think that's that bold to say. I Devils mean, it doesn't feel like it to a lot of Devils fans, but just from you know the predictions, I could see why people would pick the Devils over the Rangers. But again, it's it's going to be, to me, it's a coin flip. I still think that this, if, if I think that this series could be, could very well be a coin flip just because of how, yeah, I agree. how these two teams are. Um, Gaza says Devils are going down. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a big fan of Gaza. I'm, I'm really yeah, good. Ga- fan of Gaza's him. pretty funny. Gaza's <laughs> great. great. Uh, Seawall says, Neil, good podcast today, man. Are y'all going to do this format during the series? Uh, we might do some other stuff as the series goes on. We definitely, I think, we will do something when we kind of recap the series, however it goes, and kind of give our thoughts. Um, I'm going to be live again here on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel for every Devils game in the playoffs. So that includes, obviously, every game of this first-round series. Um, it'll be mostly me, but I'll have people come on. If any of these three gentlemen want to come on for a period or so, they're more than welcome to jump on. It'll be a lot of fun. Go subscribe to the channel right here at Hockey Podnet. Also, do me a favor and go like and subscribe to the Rangers Ed Podcast as well. Both wherever you can list the podcast as well as on YouTube also. But gentlemen, before we wrap it up, any closing thoughts? I don't know, Neil. Like Cousin Ed said, I, I was going into this podcast a lot more confident than I am coming out after <laughs> after listening to you. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Nah. I'm good at. Uh, I'm nah, good you, at you do your job very well. In your future, there you go. <laughs> you bring a lot of energy, and I think I've yeah. said on our past podcast, it's impossible to be mad at you with that uh, always smiling over there. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. I think it really, and, uh, I think it really irks Coach Ed. I think my stuff really irks. <laughs> irks no, nah, if you were, if you, were if, if you played for Coach Ed, he'd be like, Neil, what are you smiling about? You're not supposed to be having fun. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he would, he would, uh, he would, he would definitely uh, give me grief. There's no question. Yeah. I'm just thankful, like, uh, between you and Sean with the Islanders podcast, it's just great that you guys have a good attitude, and it's uh, nice to be involved with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I I like to talk smack with Devils fans. I feel like growing up, it was, uh, for me, growing up in Long Island, it was mostly the Devils uh, fans that I was talking, you know. I didn't have the Islanders like Coach Ed did. Uh, The Islanders always kind of sucked. But, um... (laughs) So I got, I just really hate the devils. I really do. You know, I really want to sweep you guys, but uh, it's nice to be able to to sit down and have like a, an actual conversation. I know I, I try to poke at you a little bit throughout the pod, but I got a lot of respect for the devils this year. Got a good squad. You got a really fast team of puck hounds, uh, you know, a good young team. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'm hoping. Uh, presence. 
<laughs> that's one of my roller he... hockey buddies yelling that's my captain what's up patty <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it. It. we got some good Love we it. got some good people in here yeah thanks for thank you everyone for coming in sorry cuz uh you could finish your thought no i was just kind of you know just pontificating so i'm done. pontificating but but uh you know it's just uh it's just, i just hope it's a good series and the rangers come out on top and we'll see we'll recap it I don't know if you want me to join you live for these games. You have to ask my wife. I'm not really a fun person to be around during the game. Look, it's up to you. If you want to come on, you don't. don't. It's up to you. I'll try to pop in for a period or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, again, me, uh, Coach Ed, and uh, Mikey will be in the same room, so we could definitely, we'll definitely hop on with you. Yeah, we'll do that. Awesome. Don't awesome. Quit well, New York. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on. You know, we appreciate everybody. You know, jumping on here on the live and you know asking questions, so giving much. their comments. This was phenomenal. Thank you to everybody who who checked it out here on the YouTube page as well as Twitter at Double State. Um, like I mentioned before, go like and subscribe to the Rangers Ed Podcast. Arguably one of the best Rangers podcasts out there right now. Go also check Ooh, them out on YouTube yeah, as everybody. well. As you can see, they got their own uh, pretty sick merch. Gaza says, let's go Rangers. So we got some more at the end here. But also check out the Devil State of My podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So if you guys are listening to this, if you guys didn't check out the live, you could check it out uh, on Monday. So you guys are probably listening to this and you can get the full on preview. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Devil State of Mind. Also on Twitter at Devil State. And if you still happen to have a Facebook at this point in 2023, why don't you give us a like on Facebook as well? And like I mentioned before, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel where we are going to be doing a ton of live watch longs of a lot of the Stanley Cup playoff games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seawall saying Rangers Ed for the win. Legend saying the gasps. Okay. And then Gaza is definitely pumped up. So once again, everybody, thank thank you you so much for hanging out with us. And Devils Rangers round one, it's going to be a fun one. So for Coach Ed, Little Ed, Cousin Ed, and myself, Neil Villapiano, we are signing off. And let's, and you know what, guys? We're in for we're in for one hell of a matchup, right? My heart's going Let's already. Go Let's Is go it Rangers. Tuesday yet? Is it Tuesday yet? Let's I know, go. right? Oh my oh, god, man. it'll be a long Let's week. Let's go. And I'll baby. finish it with Let's Go Devils. <laughs>